the Bible tells us that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And a soft answer drives away wrath. You're welcome to Solace. It comes up on the station, anchor.fm. My name is Ifine Chize. How are you? Welcome to a brand new week. God bless you. And may he show you the pathway to go. He needs your heart to be opened because he wants you to have a teachable spirit. He wants to be able to pass through all those things that have built up in your heart that you've used to block the path for him to be able to reach you. He knows that in the world there's a lot of noise. That even in our hearts we are unsettled. We, it's difficult to hear ourselves, talkless of hearing God. So he wants you to open up your heart. He wants you to open up your heart. He wants you to listen to him. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to show you he loves you. Because the truth is, God loves you. Even if you think you can't see him, or you feel that he's not been there for you. He has been. But have you been listening? You have so many things distracting you. You have so many cares of this world bothering you that you can hear that still small voice calling out to you and seeking your attention. God loves you and has not left you alone. He's always there. You know this, um, the footprint, there is this poem, the footprint. The man said he was walking by the seashore and he knew God was by his side. But suddenly he saw only one set of footprints and he felt bad because those periods were times when he was going through the worst situations of his life and he only saw one set of footprints but the Lord told him that at that time those times when he was going through the crisis of his life that he was bearing him up on him in his arms you know, the Bible tells us that the Lord bears us up in his wings that in those crisis situations you find yourself, the Lord is carrying you. You might not feel He's carrying you, but He's covering you up like the mother hen. You see, when the old mother hen senses a problem, you find out that the chicks just run under the wings and the mother hen covers them up. That's what God does. You might not think he's there. You might not think he hears you. You might not think he cares. 
but he's there all he just wants you to know is that he loves you and he cares for you so open up your heart just let your heart be broken you know for you to plant seed in the ground you have to break up you have to break it up loosen it up scatter it up so that the seed can go in it's the same thing with God's word you have to unearthing those things that have been buried there like when you go into the farmland you dig up you dig then you build the rows you know and start putting in the seeds so you have to break up the fallow ground of your heart and you know that when the earth is being shaken and being dug up it's not comfortable for the earth it's painful that's what god wants you to do he wants you to break up those things inside your heart those things that have been there that have been buried he wants them broken out bring them out sift through them remove the dirt you know clear them out remove what is not useful and then put in the useful ones but you can't do it by yourself you need help you need help you need to face it you need to face it and facing it means that you need to answer certain questions truly sincerely you need to so that's where the questionnaire from Solis comes in. You ask you certain questions and you need to face your life the way it really is. And then get the solution. You can get a breather. Sorry about that. Um, I left my phone on. So the questionnaire is to ask you certain questions about um, your life right from your childhood days to the present day and find out exactly what the root cause of what is happening to you is yes we can give you um, answers to the immediate so that at least you have respite and then you'll be able to sincerely go through the procedure you know, treat the problem from the root. You know, most times we like quick fixes. We want everything is on the fast track these days, so everybody's moving very fast. We don't want things to be slow, but that's not the way God works. If God wants to do anything for you, He makes sure that He handles it from the from the bottom of it and build it up. Because if you want to build a skyscraper, you don't build from the top. You build from you don't you build it from down. You set down a good foundation. And if you have a good foundation, you can now build that edifice of your life the way you want it to be. And it will not fall. If it has a solid foundation, it will not fall. But if the foundation, Bible tells us that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Nothing. The righteous can't do anything. So, Solis has um, a questionnaire that you need to answer. 
to actually get through the healing process you desire. You want certain things in your individual lives inside. You're the only one that knows how you are inside. No other person does. Because I've noticed that many of us go out, you know, we laugh, we pretend everything's okay. And um, then you now hear such and such a person suddenly woke up and uh, killed himself or herself or killed the children and her husband and then killed herself or killed his children and his wife's wife and killed himself or committed suicide or just did something crazy and you start wondering what happened the person had a perfect life yes the person looked like he or she had a perfect life but something was amiss and nobody knew nobody sensed it because we are all too busy looking at the outward meanwhile in uh, inside our hearts we're dying slowly that is where solace comes in as you say solace is a place of rest that's what solace is about is a place of rest where you find rest assured just yes it's painful at the beginning but we'll hold your hands through it and talk you through it it's not the normal um, counseling or psychiatric room you should know but we use the word of God to show you the path to go because the Bible tells us that in the multitude of counsel there is safety and you don't just test people anyhow you don't some people will say I want to prove that this person is good I want to test this person to know the person is right. I want to test to know the person sincerely loves me. You might just miss it. You might miss it. There was a story I saw. I the man had a wonderful home. Everything was working. Everything, everything was fine. But he had a, a friend that gave him a counsel that destroyed his own life. <laughs> the friend told him not to take care of his family anymore. He shouldn't be the loving father and husband he used to be. And his children were in school. They needed things for school. He said they should go and work. Well, what? didn't understand was why he didn't put them in his office to work. He had companies. He would have assigned them to different tasks in his office there and pay them salaries and tell them use that to do, you know, invest it properly and all that. But he didn't. His friend told him to make things hard. His son wanted to write his project, didn't have money. The children needed to pay for school so that they can write their exams. They didn't have the money. So they planned to steal the father's money. And on the day they went home to rob the father, two of the sons died. His friend wasn't there. He had another friend that was advising him. That one kept coming, talking to him, quarreling, fighting. You are not doing the right thing. He couldn't even confide in this friend that, come, this is what I'm trying to do. He couldn't. He was stuck on this, his first one friend that was giving him wrong counsel. 
The Bible says, train up a child the way the child should go. That when a child grows up, the child will not depart from it. So if you've instilled the right training into your children, you don't have to make them go through harrowing experiences because you want to test them. What type of test is that? If you've gone through an experience as a growing parent, uh, a child, and you have not been able to overcome it, yes, it's good to train your children to understand the pain of not having, but don't push them to the extent where they cannot do what they should be able to do normally. It's wrong. If you want to teach your children how to be prudent, then you teach them how to earn it, how to work it out. There is a process to it. There is a process to it. Don't allow someone to counsel you. No, I didn't understand why he didn't pay the school fees. Neither did I understand why he didn't give the son the money for his project. Yes, you want to train the child. You can just give the person just enough for that. Yes. It's okay, you can do that and feed the person, do everything. But he wasn't feeding them. He wasn't doing anything. You know, there are things that you do. If you want to render help to someone, or you want to train and teach somebody, you need to do it the right way. Don't um, give somebody something and then you abuse the person whilst you're doing, giving, rendering that help. The help loses its value because you just tore down the person's morale. No, you don't do that. And when you're listening to counsel, listen and be sure that it's a wise counsel. Be sure that it's wise. Be careful how you hear. That's what the Bible says. It says be careful what you hear and also be careful how you hear. You know, because you might be saying something to someone and the person is hearing something else. And you that are at the receiving end, you need to know how you're hearing what that person is saying. Because some people will give you a counsel that they would take. Like I remember some years back, um, somebody I know um, was beaten by her husband. And um, actually at that time they were still dating, just a couple of weeks to their wedding. And I was like, is this just starting? And he, she said, um, no. But I remember a particular day um, that she was talking to a set of ladies and all that, that he did it that day, and that were, one of them convinced her to go back to the guy. So I did ask her a question. I said, if it's that lady, will she go with the guy that beat her? She said, uh, no. And I said, so why would you listen to someone that does this, that would not be able to take the counsel the person gives to you. 
I said, okay, you, you have not planned to marry this guy. And you're going to live with this guy in the house. And the guy beats you. What if there's nobody in the house the day the guy does it? I actually thought that the guy would change. They got married, yes. And um, I think about four months after their wedding, I went visiting. And the guy beat her. I was like, wow, is this thing still happening? And she said, yes, that he does it every week. After beating her, you go down, he will take her to the hospital for treatment. Then he will now buy her gifts, apologize and all that. The following week, he will repeat it. And she was drying up because she wasn't happy. Then he now did it again in my presence. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Do you want to kill her? Her, her hand was between the door, the kitchen door and um, the panel, the door panel. And he was pulling it. So I had to pull him away to shut the door. I shut her into the kitchen. She was inside the kitchen. So I closed the door and I had to go and call some of his friends to come and talk to him. I had to move around because... Um, I realized that if nothing is done, <laughs> she will go before she understands what is happening. But many people think that it's love. It's not. The man, the man was beaten for reasons that didn't have any, but it didn't make sense anyway. It didn't make sense. And the neighbors that wanted to capitalize on it always came up with one story or the other. So he would just come in and just pounce on her. So I told him, I told her, I said, come, you are the baby of the house in your family. Your siblings will not like to hear such a thing. So we had to plan. And everybody had to come and talk to the guy. His sister, her own people, and all that. And thank God, listen, he stopped. Many people are going through that right now. They cover up their mouth. They don't want to tell anyone because um, they feel that um, that is their cause they have to bear. No, it's not. Bible says marriage is good. It's good. God did not create anything bad. And the Bible says a man should love his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He also says a man that does not provide for his household is worse than an infidel. That means the man is worse than a useless person. So if you don't provide for your household and you come back and say, I'm the man of the house, you are just, you are nothing. You are nothing before God. Because the Lord will ask you, what did you do with the family I gave you? Have you sat down to think about it? It's not just in being a man. And sometimes you have friends around you that counsel you wrongly. They will tell you, no, don't love your wife. It's not good. Don't, don't, don't pamper her. If you pamper her too much, you'll think that that is how life is. That is how life should be. You should pamper your wives. And women, please. Some of us are our mouth, eh? <laughs> we run our mouth anyhow. Insult the men. You tell them their life history. You, you don't sit down to actually think. Men, women are creative, yes, but men, some of us are resourceful, yes, but there are some that 
when when they start you start wondering if they ever even understand what it is like to be a man with a womb a mother so women are the ones that they listen to the advice of those outside those outside that are telling them scatter your home abuse your husband I will not take it if I'm the one. Meanwhile, inside their house, they are taking worse than that. You know, you know, wisdom is what we need. Wisdom. Be careful what you hear and careful how you hear. If you hear anything that's going to make your heart, make you start doing the wrong things, cut off. Because God says he gives us an answer of peace. If you don't have peace of mind and things are happening around you, there is no peace with everything you're doing. Even if you think you're doing the right thing and there is no peace, there is, that means that thing is wrong. Because if it is the right thing, there is peace there. There might be fire burning all over. But if it is the right thing you're doing, there is peace in your heart. You know that there is peace. You feel peaceful inside you, even if there's turbulence outside. That means that you are in the right position with God. And he will quench all the fire. Because he didn't tell you that you will not walk through the fire. He said, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. He said, but the fire will not burn you. Meaning that the effect of whatever it is that is happening around you at that time, that looks as if nothing good is happening, it will not show in your life by the time he brings you out of it. He also says when you walk through the waters, the water will not overflow you. That means that if there is something that is happening in your life and you are standing on the path of truth, you're doing the right thing. He said the water will not overflow you. That means you will not drown in it. You will come out and you come out well. The fire will not burn you. It will not burn your clothes. It will not sing your hair. You will come out okay. No deformity of any sort. That is what the word of God says. So it's time for you to start checking. He said, try all spirits. Check all spirits. So you need to start checking. Be careful those you have around you. Those around you. Assess every friend you have. Assess them. Assess how they, 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 they their strengths. Check their weaknesses. Check the counsels they give you. Watch it. Be sure that you surround yourself with the right persons. Surround yourself with the right people. If you do, you'll find out that your life will be better. You know, we always say, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Uh, who you are. But I know that sometimes someone that is not wayward may have wayward friends. It happens. At times it's not like that, but just be careful. And if you've missed it in life, you're looking for a way out. You don't understand what's happening. You need help. You're looking for how to come up. And your first step, first step is give your life to Christ. Or if you've given your life to Christ and you still missed it, come back. He said, come home. Come home. Come home. God is calling you. He's saying, come. Yes, you might be wealthy. You might have everything working for you. It seems it's working for you. But you know that inside you, you know 
There is a vacuum that needs to be filled. You know that your life is not complete somewhere. Or you started with God. And then along the line, when the wealth came, you felt God was too stressful. The laws were too much. You cannot cope with it. You are now a big short. You cannot, you know, be mixing around with those that are not of your level and class. My dear, there is no class in heaven. Neither is there any class anywhere. The best class to be is in God. Yes, you might have the money to do whatever you need to do. But remember, if you are without God, you are nothing. You are useless. Even with everything that you have. Because you empty you came to this world, empty will you be when you go back. So today, I invite you to come and meet with God, the monarch of the universe. He sent his only son, his best, for you because you are his best. He sent him to this world to die for you. So I invite you to stay. Say this prayer after me, meaning to the all your heart. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with the precious blood of the Lamb. Today, I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. And I confess with my mouth that you rose again for my justification. Today, I am born again. All things have passed away and everything has become new. I am a new creature. Lord, today, by your grace, I will serve you all the days of my life and lord i will make heaven in the mighty name of jesus christ amen congratulations you're now born again that's the first step into glory call me let's talk well your activity for today is that uh, you sit back check your life what counsel did you listen to or did you take that has affected you wrongly? Did you take the counsel to become a prostitute or a Iran's girl, as we call it in Nigerian palace? Did you take uh, a counsel to dupe somebody else or to sacrifice another? Or did you give someone a counsel that destroyed a person's life and destiny? Check. Sit down and check. And if you did, go down on your knees and ask for mercy. And then start making a mess. Break up the fallow ground. Break it up. Cut every thing. Ask God for grace. Whatever it is that you've done that is, and you know it's working against your life. You're not at peace with what is happening. Check what your life. You know, you know, you know, you you know that you know that you know that something is not right. You need to think deep, deep and don't be afraid of what you see there. Don't be afraid. Um, the service questionnaire is available. If you need it, call me and I'll tell you how you get it. And then if you need to talk, Call plus two three four nine zero eight two four six three two eight two plus two three four nine zero eight two four six three two eight two. My name is Ifan Chize, and you have been listening to Solace.
comes up on this station, anchor.fm. May God keep you, guide you, protect you, cause his face to shine upon you and show you his mercy. God bless you richly. Amen and amen.